Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the Italian government is not very happy with this. The government here has announced plans to put health warnings on alcohol. It's the sort of thing the drinks industry in general wouldn't be crazy about, but the Italians seem to be taking it personally. Naomi O'Leary is your correspondent for the Irish Times. Afternoon, Naomi. Good afternoon. Now, just to be for clarity on this, that the, the plan from the Irish government is to put health warnings on all alcohol, is it, or just wine? It's all alcoholic beverages. It would be a warning, um, including the sort of familiar image that says you shouldn't drink while you're pregnant, plus uh, a note that alcohol is linked to liver disease and is also associated with fatal cancers. Now, obviously, it's the kind of thing alcohol producers mightn't be crazy about, but the, the reaction from the Italian government seems to be particularly vehement to this. I think initially this has become part of a culture war. It's a very highly politicized environment in terms of the information. So the perception of what's happening um, in Italy has become that the Irish government specifically wants to penalize Italian wine. So not that this is a blanket alcohol measure, but that it specifically has alcoholic, um, has, uh, you know, Italy's wine tradition in its sights. And it's been sort of cast by the Italian government, Italian politicians, as an attack on Italian heritage and culture. Um, and it's uh, it's become a really like leading story in Italy, uh, which is, is really interesting because it's not really one at home. Mm, and, and have these politicians give any particular reason why the Irish government would want to target Italian culture? I think they see this, at least what we heard from earlier this week from the Italy's foreign minister, was that he kind of cast this as part of a broader attack on Italian values um, and, you know, their, their food heritage. And he made drew a link between other um, policies which aren't actually connected to Ireland's alcohol labelling proposal and things like uh, nutritional labelling scores that give poor ratings for high fat foods like um, mozzarella and parmesan and also the sort of suggestions by UN bodies that we should maybe eat more crickets and things like that uh, because they're a more sustainable food source. All of this was sort of bundled together in a as as like an attack on you know the Italian food way of life and heritage. Yeah. Uh, and when, and when you say it's part of a culture war within within Italy itself Mm-hmm. Is that defined in terms of, you know, foreign foods coming in here, uh, uh, invading yeah. our Italian mouths kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so the kind of background to this is that food has been an issue for the Italian right wing for many years. Um, so this wouldn't be the first time um, that something has kind of blown up like this. Uh, the current government is a pretty right wing one. It's a coalition of different right wing uh parties that's led by the nationalist Giorgia Maloney and that uh, right-wing coalition their parties have been associated over the years with things like uh, local city ordinances that ban kebab shops from the center of Italian cities or you know ban Chinese food outlets or fast food that kind of thing Um, with the rationale that they sort of bring the neighborhood down and this is a measure to protect the kind of uh, like historical city centres of Italian towns. 
and th this comes bundled up with this idea that foreign food is like less nutritious it's counterfeit in some way and that's set against the italian um food which is, has regional classifications and labels that certifies its origin and things like you know they're their tomatoes and mozzarella and olive oil and so on. Mm. And I suppose to an extent that's pushing against an open door because food culture is is very deeply embedded in uh, within Italy. It's deeply embedded and it also has a very close historical link to Italian like national identity because although we're talking about Italian food now as though it's something that was, you know, indigenous to Italy since the year zero, um, the Italian like Italian food as we now know it is actually a relatively late historical development. The tomato isn't actually indigenous to Italy. It comes from South America. So any dish that involves tomato is something that would have come after the time of the conquistadors and the colonization of Latin America. Mm. It, the first, you know, tomato with spaghetti taking off as a kind of dish that only really happened in the 1800s. And the unification of Italy was at this point going on at the same time. So Italy is a relatively young country. It was unified in 1871. And it was around this time that the idea of an Italian national cuisine was also born uh, with the first, you know, landmark cookbook, bringing together different re different regional cuisines under an Italian banner. So it would be analogous to how in Ireland we had our cultural revolution and theatre and music and so on, and the language being really important to Irish national identity. It's similar with food in Italy. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be reading out outerage texts from Italians uh, for the rest of the programme. The, the, but also, I suppose, is there maybe a business angle to this? Now, Ireland's the only country doing this at the moment, uh, but yeah. that might spread. Absolutely. And that shouldn't be overlooked. There's very hard nosed economic interests at work here as well. Um, so like Italian wine exports are about seven billion annually. Um, and, you know, food and drink more broadly is about 55 billion. So it's a massive uh, economic interest. The Italian wine producers don't want to have to put a label on their produce that makes any negative connotation in terms of health. Um, they're not the only ones. There's all, basically all the major wine producing EU countries have lodged objections uh, to this proposal by the Irish government. Um, it's worth pointing out that what the Irish government wants to do, it's very much in line with the latest um, scientific evidence and what the World Health Organization says, which is that there basically isn't any level of alcohol which is completely risk-free for your health. Um, so it's in line, but Ireland is a forerunner in wanting to put a warning on alcoholic products that hasn't happened before in Europe. Mm. So the fear would be that if Ireland goes ahead and do, does this, it won't be the last country and other countries will adopt that. And ultimately, you know, the fear from the alcohol industry would be a level of sort of stigmatization like that of the tobacco industry um, yeah. with the you know warnings on cigarettes that we're all familiar with. Uh, having said that, is there a similar level of outrage from the, the government of France or Germany or Spain or Portugal, for instance? No, not like this. This is taken off in Italy in a specific local context where it's become this massive news issue. And, you know, the politicians are also talking about it in a way that's sort of divorced from reality. Um, like the sort of things that Ireland is supposedly doing isn't like, it doesn't exactly correspond with the actual proposals. Um, like I said, there's this idea that it's specifically about Italian wine when it's not. Um, and like I think the, the 
people have been quite taken aback, I think, Irish officials. Uh, the latest comments from a member of cabinet, the Italian agriculture minister, was bringing religion into it and saying that, you know, there'd been the miracle of um, Jesus turning water into wine. And if you followed the Irish government's rationale, then Jesus would have been mass poisoning people. And he was sort of bringing up how Ireland is a Catholic country and sort of suggesting that we should know better. The whole thing is kind of taken on this like deeply politicised aspect, which doesn't really correspond to what's like quite a technocratic proposal. Naomi O'Leary is Europe correspondent for the Irish Times. Naomi, thank you very much. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.